Alright all you listeners of the madness and wrestling fans alike out there, welcome back to Wonder the Radar. And now it's time for us to go into our first pay-per-view dimension for this year, none other than the 37th annual Royal Rumble from none other than the Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. And a little interesting fact, the second time they've had the Royal Rumble here, but the first time they've had it with fans. And for those who didn't know, this would be the same location where Edge would win at number one. I wonder if that luck rubs off on anybody tonight. According to Carl and the Maestro, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> See, these are the factoids we should have mentioned during Music Village, but we were too hyped and forgot to remember them, so you may hear them here. And with that warning out of the way, folks, the main event, or should I say the match that would kick off the said Royal Rumble, which was the main event for last year, none other than the Women's Royal Rumble match. And this match would kick off at number one, seeing none other than Natalia Neinhardt. But at number two would be none other than former knockouts champion of the women's variety, Naomi making her return back to WWE at number two. And despite people giving her the welcome back treatment with the cool chants, but also hugging it out with Natalia in the center of the ring, the glow of the moment would soon wear off because they would throw punches at each other. And immediately after that, we would see Bailey entering in this contest at number three, and even Candice LeRae entering in this at number four. And during this match, Candice LeRae would be able to pull off a step-up senton Coldbreaker combination to Natalya and Bailey. And do you think things couldn't get crazier for the Royal Rumble for the women folks? Next up, we would see none other than Jordan Grace, the current TNA Knockouts Champion, making her way into the ring to not only give a hug to the former Knockouts Champion, Naomi, but getting in a slugfest with her, but also showing why she's the powerhouse that she is. And as a little bit of a heads up and a little factoid that we're going to, you know, put in there, this would be the second time we would see someone from TNA entering in the Royal Rumble as the current champion. First being none other than Mickey James, which is pretty cool. But outside of that cool moment, folks, next up, we would see Indy Hartwell at number six entering into the Rumble taking out Bailey with a spine buster and even helping out Candice LeRae with an assisted splash to Bailey. And if you think Bailey wasn't gonna get any help in this rumble, at number seven, we would get proven wrong with Asuka making her way into the rumble, doing dual drop kicks to Bianca and Natalya during this set contest. And before I forget, yeah, Bianca Belair would also be in this rumble at number and according to Carl and the Maestro, apparently at number five. Are you sure? Apparently no. <laughs> Either way, folks, next up at number eight, we would see none other than Ivy Nile the Pitbull, not only doing a head scissors and a lift to none other than Naomi during this set match, but also seeing Ken, or more or less Katana Chance, the former tag team champions of the women's variety entering into this match and doing a suplex off with Jordan Grace. And yes, 
pretty cool. And oh, we almost forgot to mention on SmackDown, Asuka and of course Kyrie Zane would be end up winning the tag team championships from the party girls, a Katana Chance and Carter. And according to Carl and the Maestro, correct me from earlier, Bianca Belair would enter into this contest at number 10, pulling off a nasty double neckbreaker to Bailey and Asuka during this match, and even suplexing none other than doing a modified suplex and a triple splash to three other competitors in the Rumble. Only for another member of Damage Control and one half of the Kabuki Warriors to enter into this contest as Kari Zane would enter in at a number 11. To not only pull off a nasty spear to Katana Chance, but would also be able to take out Candice LeRae during this match as well as Indy Hartwell with the help of Bailey. But outside of that, folks, next up we would see Tegan Knox to help out Natty Nineheart during this contest at number 12. Not only doing a shout out to Kane with a choke slam, but also being able to pull off a Molly Go Round during this set contest. And almost getting powerbombed out of the ring by Jordan Grace, but was able to save herself. But unfortunately, like we mentioned before, yeah, we would see Tegan Knox who would get betrayed by Natalia, only for Natalia to get the one-up on her by Tegan Knox getting thrown out of the ring, only for Bailey to take out Tegan Knox. Yikes! <laughs> Next up on the plate, we would see none other than Kaden Carter in this match, better known as Katie Catanzaro, when she first debuted in the Rumble, this time at number 13. And during this set contest, Unfortunately, yeah, we would see her trying to help Chance from getting eliminated, only for her to get eliminated in the end, so yeah. Oh, and by the way, Carl and the Maestro showed me the meme that Austin Creed put online. We would see Kari Zane trying to do the classic Spider-Man bus hold pose, or should I say train hold pose, to try to stay inside of the rumble, but unfortunately would lose her grip and would get eliminated along with Asuka. For Bailey to ask, what about the plan? Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> But after that moment, folks, next up at number 14, we would see the person who would have the shortest time in Royal Rumble history for the women, none other than Chelsea Green, entering in at number 14, pulling off a nasty zigzag during this match, but Wicked Spine Buster by Jordan Grace, which would just be the beginning of her long night because Jordan Grace would end up beating the wrath of none other than Bianca Belair for Bianca and an amazing feat of strength to pull off a KOD on the apron sending Jordan Grace packing back to TNA and for her to get eliminated. And at number 15, we would see Piper Niven who would get her name back at this same event, folks, at number 15 and would help out Chelsea Green by actually catching her and putting her on the stairs before getting in the ring and pulling off a big girl senton to Chance and Carter during this set match. Then at number 16, the very dangerous kicking fiend herself, Zia Lee. And Zia would kick the Living Daylight's flag tag out of Carter during the set contest and would even see a modified airplane spin to Chelsea Green. 
Then at number 17, we would see Selena Vega with the craziest cosplay outfit we've seen her do to date at number 17 to pull off not only a wheelbarrow slingshot slam to Bianca Belair and to Naomi, but also pulling off the satellite DDT to Piper Nivens. And at number 18, representing the Alpha Academy, Maxine Dupree who would be able to do a nasty head scissor not once but twice to Bailey, and would even see Bianca Belair helping Selena Vega hit a cold red on Piper Nivens. Nice! Only for Piper Nivens to take out Carter during this contest. Then at number 19, the irresistible force herself, Nia Jax, entering into said rumble, only to do a headbutt to Zia Lee and would be able to take her out with a slam to the outside of the ring and would even take out Ivy Nile during this match. Only for Chelsea Green to get squashed not once, not twice, not three times, but maybe four times during this set contest, including by her own tag team partner, making a perfect sandwich of swords. Then at number 20, we would see the ballsy badass bringing the tank to the rumble this year, Shotzi Blackheart in this said match, and would be able to see Chelsea Green on the outside after getting squashed, only for none other than Nia Jax to suffer the wrath of not only the ball pit senton from the top rope, but also a reverse version of a caterpillar during this set contest. But before Maxine could celebrate that reverse caterpillar, folks, she would get taken out by Bailey during this match, and Piper Nivens would get taken out by Nia Jax. And also, Katana would end up getting tossed out by none other than Nia Jax with a nasty gorilla press, only for the man to make her way into the rumble, Becky Lynch at number 21, to immediately go after Nia Jax. Only for Shotzi Blackheart and Selena Vega to get a DDT combination for their trouble for trying to mess with the man. Only for Chelsea Green, who wasn't eliminated in the Rumble before, but to get eliminated almost Tweety style with Sylvester pretty much getting her fingers pulled off the ropes and flew outside the ring. Then to bring the heat into the Rumble, folks, we would see none other than Alba Fire in at number 22, who would end up actually super kicking the daylights out of Bailey to try to take her out, but unfortunately would fail in her attempt, but would end up doing a double gory bomb to Shotzi Blackheart and Selena Vega. What are they, a tag team now? They keep getting double teamed with moves. It's starting to get ridiculous. <laughs> and if you think things couldn't get any worse for the competitors tonight, folks, in at number 23, we would see none other than Shayna Baszler, the submission magician herself, not only doing a modified suplex armbar of sorts during this set contest, but would also be able to hit Bianca Belair with a nasty German suplex and also hitting Shotzi Blackheart with a gut-wrenched power slam and, of course, a beautiful rumble-style tiger knee right directly to the face. Then in at number 24, we would see none other than Valhalla with the antlers on that Michael Cole absolutely loves. But there would be a little bit of confusion there, folks, because our truth would come out. 
and R-Truth would try to get into the Rumble to participate in this contest would get eliminated by Nia Jax. A little bit of irony seeing the fact that Nia was the one who stole his number when he was number 30 after winning the Mixed Match Challenge, only for Adam Pearce to come out there and say, Truth, you're not in this Rumble. This is the Women's Royal Rumble. And he would say, there are women in there? Yeah, those are women. Only for Valhalla during all the confusion to get eliminated and blame R-Truth for what happened. And by the way, also tied Chelsea Green's elimination record that night with five seconds. Cause you know, three ain't enough. Then in at number 25, the very dangerous Mia Yim, or better known as Mi-Chin, who would do a springboard DDT the Alba Fire during this set contest, and would even see Naomi pulling off a modified version of a rocker dropper to eliminate Alba Fire. Then in at number 26, none other than Zoe Stark who would not only be able to hit a high-angle drop kick to the face of Mi-Chin, but would also be able to help out none other than... Hmm, I would have to say, would have to help out her former tag team partner, and of course, taking out Selena Vega with an assisted powerbomb head kick, where Alba Fire would be able to catch Selena Vega before she hit the floor. Thank goodness! Then in at number 27, a little higher than she was last year, Roxanne Perez, the prodigy, entering in this match, proving why she was a prodigy. Not only pulling off the tilt to world head scissors to Shayna Baszler, even would see Shayna Baszler getting powerbombed outside of the ring and Mi-Chin getting tossed, and of course, another one, two Shotzi Blackheart during this match. So Nia Jax on a roll during this match, but unfortunately, to put that fire out immediately, we would see none other than Cora Jade in at number 28. And would end up in a slugfest in Utapesh, or more or less a slugfest in the Tropicana Fields, only for Nia Jax to, yeah, hmm, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm about to say next, which is the most outrageous thing I think I've ever seen in Royal Rumble history. Let me remind you, last year, Nia Jax got eliminated by 11 people Gulliver's Travel style. Cora Jade would show up to the house and would be able to lift Nia Jax with ease not once and would even flex while doing so before slamming her on the ground, but twice to throw her out of the ring and take her out on her own. Now, if there's any other way you're looking to make an impact in this company, that's one hell of a way to do so. With that impressive showing of the power game. Then we would see at number 29, Tiffany Stratton and no call in the maestro. I'm not gonna say Tiffy time like Byron, or not Byron, Corey Graves said during the Rumble, but she would prove why it was that sort of time because she would do a swanton off the top rope taking out all the remaining competitors in this match only to pull a spine buster off on the man and an Alabama slam to Roxanne during the set contest. Then at number 30, the final number in this spot, the person who was able to make it to the end after being somewhere near the beginning in the Rumble last year, none other than Liv Morgan. 
and Liv Morgan making a return would not only pull off a cold breaker and not to mention an oblivion to none other than Bailey during this set contest, but would also be able to take out Zoe Stark with a nasty forearm shot and would say thank you after doing so, which was pretty impressive. And then Tiffany Stratton would take out the Prodigy during the set contest, only for Becky to be taken out with Naomi during the set contest, only for Naomi to set a new record during the Rumble. Then for Tiffany Stratton to try to grab the braid of the EST, only for both of them to get eliminated, thanks to Bailey. Yikes! And then this match would come to an emphatic end, where we would see Cora Jade in a fight with not only Liv Morgan, but Bailey on the apron, only for that fight to come to an emphatic end with a oblivion to Jade sending her to the outside of the ring, only for Bailey to take advantage with a sliding kick right to the ribs, for Bailey to become the third of the four horsewomen to win the Royal Rumble, and to punch her ticket straight to the biggest dance this year of WrestleMania. And at the same time would break the time that was set by none other than Rhea Ripley for the longest lasting in the Royal Rumble and would win with the third lowest number in Royal Rumble history behind Bianca Belair at two and of course Rhea Ripley at number one. And would see her pointing at the sign teary-eyed, and not to mention being chanted on by the fans during an up-up-down-down event. So congratulations, Bailey, and good luck at WrestleMania. And the next match that takes place on this set card, since I want to have at least two matches on this, folks, would see the fatal four-way match for the Universal Studios of Orlando, Florida's Undisputed Championship which would see none other than L.A. Knight going one-on-one -on -one against the phenomenal one AJ Styles, the legend killer, or Viper Randy Orton, and of course, Roman Reigns. And immediately when this match started, folks, we would see Roman Reigns getting the daylights beaten out of him and would see a little bit of an agreeance during this set contest, only for Roman Reigns to hit none other than... LA Knight with a nasty clothesline for near fall. Even to see Orton get a power slam by LA Knight for near fall. And even a BFT by none other than LA Knight for near fall, thanks to AJ Styles who broke it up. Only for LA Knight to return the favor after we would see Roman Reigns getting hit with a Styles clash that would lead to a, a set two count. Then the true craziness of a fatal four-way match would begin once Randy Orton got fired up because we would see the phenomenal forearm getting countered into an RKO almost similar to the Elimination Chamber match that we would see that would see Randy Orton getting caught or should I say AJ Styles getting caught before he springboard off the ropes and drop with an RKO only for LA Knight to get an RKO and even one to none other than Roman Reigns only for a near fall thanks to Solo Sokoa. Of course, of course. But then if you think things couldn't get any worse, folks, next up, we would see a Samoan spike to Randy Orton and to LA Knight, and AJ Styles, who would move out of the way of the carnage of the ringside area, will avoid a Samoan bulldozer-like smash against the barricade for Solo to get taken out. 
only for Roman to get a phenomenal forearm and on to LA Knight. And then while all the bodies were stacked in the ring, which made me wonder, where was the ref? While we would see LA Knight and Randy Orton on top of each other and the shoulders not on the ground for LA Knight. Hey, this is almost similar to what happened at WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan. And of course, with none other than Edge who won the Royal Rumble in the same building. That would still lead to a two. Then we would see AJ Styles a little hesitant after not getting the win during the set contest, taking out a steel chair and taking out his aggressions on everybody with the exception of Randy Orton, which Randy Orton would get hit with a spear, knocked outside the ring, a backdrop and a dummy elbow, yeah, that would see a BFT getting countered only for AJ Styles after that BFT getting countered knocked into the ropes to prevent a phenomenal forearm only for none other than a superman punch to the face of la knight and immediately followed by a spear on aj styles for roman to still reign supreme via pinfall of course of course <laughs> And with that said, folks, and with Roman Reigns once again winning in a match that I still can't believe it's not butter how he wins with help from others, I think it's time for us to go grab a glass of water and when we return, we'll be back with the second half of what happened during this year's Royal Rumble from St. Petersburg, Florida, as the Under the Radar rolls on right after this. So don't get lost in that madness just yet, folks. And stay tuned.